Hello and welcome to the new tube Comcast version 3.0 episode 4, I think. Yes, 4. Um, I'm Little G and over there is our other host, Muzz. Hi, Muzz. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. So yes, uh, once again, another back to your regularly scheduled Comcast in which we're going to be going through the various goings-on of the new tube forums and highlighting a couple of threads and some cool events and some stuff that people have been creating. So we're going to have the notable thread section, the UGC and review section, and then we're going to be just uh, making sure that everyone is aware of the events that are coming up over the course of the next few days. And we'll, we'll also what we'll also do is go over some of the stuff, um, some of the things that we're going to discuss here might not be uh, 100% uh, sort of from this week because uh, obviously we lost some of yeah. the content from last week after doing the interview with Leon. But um, actually, I was—I I just want to say—I I was. I thought the Leon interview was pretty cool. Actually, I thought it turned out okay. It was good to have him on, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Also, um, if you want a—I don't really know. This probably was just for my YouTube subscribers, I guess. I made a smaller edited version of that. The long. Extended unedited version is still on the podcast, but if you want to go to the reviewcast.com or the reviewcast YouTube channel, you'll see the shorter version. Maybe you could show it to your friends and it would be snappier. I just made that, so yeah. Yeah, a little bite sized version. Yeah, so it's about 20 instead of 30, but. Mm-hmm. And of course, if there's anybody else out there that would like to be featured on the, uh, the Comcast, um, uh, so that everybody else in the community can get to know a little bit about you, then uh, yeah, we're all about trying to get on more guests, aren't we? As well. Yep. Um, yeah, we're, we already have a small list, but uh, yeah, we're always willing to get more people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, assuming we can get everybody's people's agendas and times, broadband speeds <laughs> to actually work out. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, yeah. So PM either me or Muzz on the site um, if you'd like to be featured on the show, and we'll 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 wheel you in and and uh, grill you like we did Leon. Obviously, we won't give you a hard time. Well, we might give you a hard time. I don't know, maybe, maybe. So quickly, let's let's um, first section um, uh, moving on. Let's go on to the notable threads and talk about some of the uh, the, the things that have been points of discussion over the uh, the course of the last week or so. Um, and the first one up is uh, a sciencey one that was posted by uh, Toolchick, and I'm a fan of science. Uh, and I know Muzz, you quite like your, uh, um, your stargazing stuff as well. Is that right? Well, I like what Goodenough posted in this thread because it's kind of revolutionary if you think about it. We talked about this on the missing episode, the missing the episode that never was. But um, so this is the Mars and other awesome space stuff discuss here uh, thread. That's in the um, uh-huh. off-topic uh, section, and uh, yeah, posted by Torchy. So, so the, the stuff that that um, good enough uh, posted. What, what was what was sort of the main thing that, that sort of caught your eye about that then? Um, the idea that Beetlejuice is going to go supernova is dying is going to go supernova, and and any time specter we have no since it's. 48 million light years away, we have no idea how long it's going to take, um, and it might be our second sun. Basically, we would there would be no daylight, and we would have two star or suns in the sky. 
Yeah, and if, if and because of where it's positioned, you know, if if it was in the night sky for where you are in the world, then there would be no night effectively, because it'd be it'd be almost as bright as the sun. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty awesome, I think, really, to be honest. Although there's other stuff that can go on with with uh, those types of uh, supernova, where you might also get an enormous um, electromagnetic pulse that would wipe out all the electronics on the world as well. Mm. Which would be less cool, it has to be said. <laughs> well, I don't think sleep deprivation is a cool thing either, but it, it's a cool <laughs> thing to think about. Definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, uh, well, we're checking that out, and um, if there's any, uh, this won't make any sense to any uh, anybody who's outside the UK, but uh, if there's any Brian Cox fans out there, then that's 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 a thread for them as well. Also, I, it's it's kind of disappointing how. At least, uh, it's probably different in Britain, but uh, how, due to the restructuring of our economy and everything by President Obama and and everyone else in the White House and ever and everything, they struggle. Yeah. <laughs> the bank the banks have have done a pretty good job of restructuring everyone's economy as well, haven't they? Um, the space travel <laughs> is not a big priority, and the last uh, explorer. Or yeah, Explorer space shuttle went up for, and then they're going to restructure everything in the space. So yes, there will still be space travel in other countries, but it's it's going to go bye bye. NASA's yeah yeah, that's you're effectively outsourcing your um, the U.S. And I say this, I I say you, but we're doing the same thing. I think in the U.K. We effectively outsourcing all space travel to either is it. Basically, just it's only going to be Russia and China that are going to be sending stuff up now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, it's incredible to think about that, really. And the the space shuttle's been retired, and the International Space Station doesn't have much left on it either. So, um, yeah, yeah. And so, all the thoughts of having some kind of permanent transportation, or permanent not transportation, but permanent. Sh- station on the moon are totally out of the picture mars is totally out of the picture a lot of stuff is out of the picture just because i guess the economy yeah exactly so um so arthur c clark lied to us basically mm-hmm. gene, Ro- <laughs> gene roddenberry made- is uh turning in his grave as we speak <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's sad it's sad but you know the science, the, the science behind it is still fundamentally interesting. So, mm-hmm. so go and check that thread out. Um, it's in the off-topic uh, uh, subsection. So have a look at that. Um, and another thread that uh, uh, has caught our eye is um, I don't know how, how how much this is still news, really, in a way, um, but it it still continues to amaze me that this is actually happening. But um, in the gaming news section, we have Duke Nukem Forever seeing a 2011 release date with Gearbox. So it's actually happening. We are genuinely going to see... In this in this lifetime, in our lifetime, we are going to see a, uh, a Duke Nukem game come out. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have put money on that. <laughs> you saw the, the other Duke Nukems come out. Probably right. You... Well, yeah, I, I, I did, I did, and I, I wasn't that much of a fan. I, you know, that whole split between Duke Nukem, were you a Duke Nukem player or a Quake player? I always came down on the Quake side. Mm-hmm. But are you interested in 
maybe perhaps renting. I guess there's not much as a thing as renting in the UK, but uh, yeah, it's, it's harder, harder to do. But I'd, I'd probably pick up a, a second-hand copy if I saw it cheap or something like that. Just depending, it depends what the reviews are. If it's if the game's good, then I'll pick it up. But if it, I have no real nostalgia uh, yeah. for the Duke itself. So I I. I... I would almost think about partnering this, but I think I'm going to be busy at that time with finals and everything, so it's just like... you got to focus, so... Yeah, but other than that, I I think it's awesome that... And Duke is a very special reason. This isn't really reigniting a franchise, it's just a franchise that's been stuck in development. Hell and Vaporware... Now, uh, you could say Back to the Future of the Game, that's reigniting a franchise, Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. We have a lot of, and even last year's stuff, we have a lot of bringing back, oh, and Kid Icarus, Uprising. We have a lot of stuff um, coming back from the thresholds of time, I guess you would say. And back into gaming land. And it's kind of cool to see all your favorite franchises reignite yeah definitely i, th- I think if, if they're done if they're done well i think you know there's a lot of stuff um from previous generations that you could very easily mine for inspiration well yeah that's a definitely a thing is you got to make sure the game is still good you can't <laughs> and that that i mean that's but i i have some trust in gearbox after borderlands and uh, definitely, definitely. So, and, and that's 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 one of the hilarious things about this is that 3D uh, 3D realms were developing this and developing this and developing this for however long it was, ten, twelve years. Thirteen, and, I think, it was the last camera. <laughs> and then Gearbox have come along and just like, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put they it. They got it done in about. Well, they probably had more development time that was never told about, but yeah, it wasn't announced. Mm. And that that's a good thing for a lot of people. Don't announce your game until you're semi-ready with it. Yeah. Which mm. seems like Freddy Realms never was. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. So, um, so while we're talking about uh, specific games, um, here's one that uh, is uh, a, one of the game discussion threads. Um... And one that I wanted to sort of make sure people were aware of because it's going to be become potentially a bit of a platform where there's going to be a lot of games going on, hopefully. And that's a PC uh, browser-based game called Neptune's Pride. And Plankton's created a thread specifically for this game. Um, and I'm looking at the thread right now, and I've just noticed that Plankton is still using his Christmas avatar on the forums. <laughs> so It's uh, always Christmas in Germany. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that's where they have the Christmas market. So, um, we're well past twelfth night now. Um, uh, and um, yes, yeah, so this is a browser-based game that kind of looks a little bit like uh, it's a four X um, game. It looks a bit like Spacewood's Ho. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody who might have played that back in the day. Um, and yeah, it kind of also makes me think a little bit of. Because uh, it's a multiplayer thing that you log on to um, once, you know, you, you sort of it's a game that's rolling constantly, and you just log on to see what's happening. Um, and 
it, you have these sort of galaxy-wide multiplayer maps that, uh, and while there's lots of people on there, you can form kind of alliances and double dealing and sort of you know trade with people and stuff like that. So it's, it just it sounds like a really interesting concept for a game, and I've I've registered to play it, but I haven't actually had to try it having a game running yet. Uh, Do you think you'll try their next game? When I think so. If, if I can get into it, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, uh, Captain Red Chops makes a very good point that um, if you're not sort of regularly checking in on it, you might not do quite as well, which probably would play very well to how frequently I have mm. time to sort of just log onto a website and check on something like that. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, that would be... I'd, be, I'd definitely be interested in giving it a go, I think. How about yourself? Uh, strategy is never my thing. <laughs> I'm not a strategic kind of guy. But, I mean, yeah, it's fine, but it's, that's the one kind of game I can never get into. Sure, sure. There's, um, I heard some of the guys talking about this on, uh, on the IRC, and, and they were talking about having sort of fleets of spaceships and stuff like that and that just I, that really appeals to me I don't know why I, I love the idea of being the commander of a fleet of spaceships mm-hmm. um, like the like the uh, the, the uh, battle cruiser captain from Starcraft with his slightly Russian accent I love that <laughs> I'd get specially dressed up just to do the play that game no one no one what I'm talking about ignore me um, but another another um uh, game-specific thread that's in the game discussion forum is Minecraft. Sure. Um, and I only wanted to mention this because there's been some upheaval in the world of the NoobTube server for Minecraft. Um, and Muzz, you seem to know a bit more about this than, than I did. I think you might see some conversations about it. Um, basic, basically, Smokey's PC died, and um, that, that was what he used to run the Minecraft server, and it's going to be a while before he gets his PC fixed, and the Minecraft server, and he might be a little over Minecraft, so the Minecraft server might be done. Oh, that does seem a shame. I mean, because I know people put a lot of time into some of the stuff that went on to there. But, mm. yeah, oh, it does seem a shame. Smokey's probably gone back to playing Blops, hasn't he? Or Pinball. Oh, yeah, that's that's his latest obsession, isn't it? <laughs> Tweets their own, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> I, have you ever played Minecraft? I'm thinking about getting into it. I, I haven't, but it's... It, it's um, it's a PC game. Yes. So, um, uh, well, it's, it runs in Java. It's not like it. Oh, really? It's not like it needs a graphics card, even. Really? Yeah, basically. I had I had not picked up. How did, how did I not know that? Well, I mean, you can get an install if you want to actually run it. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. it will run in Java, so it's it's like it like a netbook PC could basically do it. It's that a, is very interesting. So, uh, all of a sudden, I'm all ears about Minecraft. <laughs> but I just I just dismissed it as one that I, a game that I'd never pick up because it was on the PC. But yeah, mm. I mean, you got a lot of games already. But yeah, it's always an option. Actually, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, don't 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 start tempting me into other games. I've I've got the ba- backlog from hell. Oh god. <laughs> well, it's. I, I was amazed to see your gamer score go up from like a permanent like two thousand to six six six. Like 
The devil oh, took yeah. over your gamer score. <laughs> yeah. Or 6666, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that was all down to some of the games that I got over Christmas, actually. Um, in fact, tonight, I finally joined... Uh, not that we're talking about the games that we've been playing, <laughs> but I finally joined the 21st century, and uh, I played a rock band game for the first time tonight. Okay. That's, that's bumped up my game score even more. So, I'll let you... So we're not talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, moving on from um, game-specific threads, um, but it is relevant, I'm going to do a little bit of a, uh, a segue here, it is kind of relevant to Minecraft in that it's uh, about a, a conversation about sort of delivery of games and ownership of games, uh, and... The guy who uh, runs Minecraft has been doing some interesting stuff with that as well, and this is a, a thread that uh, Sonny posted in the um, in the gaming culture section um, about games turning into licenses. Yeah, um, and it's a a um, an article that he's discovered online um, about whether games are going to move more in the direction of software licenses. Mm. So. You own the license for the software, and then that's it's it's kind of the 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 license moves with you rather than with the the, the hardware that you're running on. If that makes any sense, um, and I just thought that was really interesting, and particularly in the light of some of the um, uh, headlines that came out last week about the version of Portal Two that's going to be running on the PS3, which is if you buy the PS3 version, you get the PC version thrown in. The two versions of the game are going to be cross-compatible, so you can, there's going to be cross-platform play, and the saves, your saves for that game are going to be cross-platform as well. So there's cloud saving, there's cloud... Everything. There's, yeah, and I just thought that was... Except for no 360. Yeah, so, so the 360 isn't getting that level of support, and that's a whole other discussion there about what's going on with Valve's kind of complete about turn on their stance towards PS3. Um, well, I uh, just think it was a lot... Well, maybe I shouldn't even get into that. Uh, <laughs> um, going on to the licensing thing, I think a main problem with it... Well, it's not a problem. It's just... Like you were saying, Minecraft... It, it, it can be tricky, because, like... like Minecraft almost chipped you in, like, like, like on December twenty first or before, you had to purchase the Minecraft to get every single update that Minecraft would have for free. Mm-hmm. Now, you still might get it for free, but there's no guarantee anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that sounds a little like I don't know if I like that. Yeah, and that's one thing that always worries me about um, anything where you're owning the the license for um, any sort of software or a game, um, and it's stored elsewhere. And you sort of, anytime you want to use it, you then go to that source to download the copy of it. I don't mind if it's on a hard drive. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I suppose in this sort of cloud-based. Even um, I guess we're going to move to eventually. Yeah. And what makes me nervous about that is that, that the people who um, who sort of are the gatekeepers for that sure. either could go out of business at any point 
and you look at what happened with good old games and, pe- and people that when they said, oh, we're stopping, uh, you know, for, um, oh, even whatever that was at the end of last year. Or alternatively, they could they could move the goalposts on you and say, well, actually, do you know, we said we were going to give you this in perpetuity, but actually this is now going to become part of our annualised subscription service or something like that. And I, I know you've got a contract with them when you pay for something, you know, 10 years ago, but it just, it just makes me nervous, that's all. Um, and I, I'm old-fashioned and I like having buying a disc and saying, okay, <laughs> that is my copy of that thing, even if it means... I know that it's going to be uh, of a sort of a limited lifespan when I move on to the next generation of hardware or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Well, even if it is, even if good old games rules have been true, I, <laughs> I I think, like they said, no matter what, even back then, we would have had a way for you to be able to download your files back. Yeah, yeah. So even though it's like, yeah, that was totally not cool, but um, and Steam says, yeah, we'll have the same thing. They haven't said how. They're just like, yeah, give us money and yeah, yeah, yeah. Details, details. We'll we'll we'll, we'll sort something out. <laughs> but I, I, I really, as long now, I can see stuff like like I just bought a game off this site called .emu. It was a legal site, and they were selling The Last Express. And I remember playing The Last Express on GameTap and really enjoying it, so I bought it. Now, that site probably doesn't get a lot of uh, traction, or and it possibly could go down at any time. Mm-hmm. But I'm completely fine with losing my copy of The Last Express since it was only $10. Now, there's a problem once I start investing, I feel. Yeah. And and at one point, if you really want to use a service, you have to invest in it. And you got to invest trust. And that's a huge thing. Yeah. And I, th- I think, you know, you can build an enormous... Well, you can build a whole business model on people viewing your uh, product as a as an impulse buy and something they wouldn't mind losing. Um, but there is a fundamental thing there that you know when you when depending on the you know the small print of of whatever user agreement you sign up for, there is a contract there that that potentially might you know mean that you should be able to access that thing forever. Um, and they, you know, hopefully, there's, these people are considering that. Great. Okay. Well, um, I think we've talked enough about the uh, gaming licenses. So, unless there's anything else you want to say, Muz, I was going to move on to the uh, next thread. Uh, I was just going to say I do use a lot of small, like .emu, a lot of small sites. I use Gamersgate because they had good deals. And mm. I, um, the interesting thing about, like, say, Gamersgate is they actually give you the entire install file. Mm. First you download it from their servers, then you have all the files. Now, I don't, it, it, there's always going to be a problem with it, but I think the problem is going to be so minuscule mm. that I think we're going to go, it's going to keep going. I because like let's take it for example there are some online games that you can't get anymore the main problem is, is no one cares about these online games let's say that <laughs> Xbox you remember Xbox 
Xbox One, the original Xbox, had its own Xbox Live Arcade. It wasn't used much, but now you can't access it anymore, so you can't play some of those games anymore unless you already own them. Also, some Xbox um, Live Arcade games were taken off during the Midway thing. So. I was going to say the whole Midway thing, yeah. Some of those disappeared, didn't they? So, no. but I think that enough checks and balances are around that I think you'll be okay. Mainly. Mm. I mean, it is hard to say, oh, I really liked Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and now it's gone. Well, you can say you should have bought it sooner. Mm-hmm. If you really cared, but, I, and that's a hard thing to say too, but when it's still, but I think those things will seep through the cracks and it won't be as big of a deal as we make it out to be. No, I, I, ju- I just don't see something like the entire good old games actually going down or Steam actually going down. Mm. Well, it's, it's impossible to say because you just don't know how you know. Looking, you know, far enough ahead in the future, you mm. just so. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. Okay, so um, uh, but if you did lose all your your games that you downloaded, you might turn to drink. <laughs> so, uh, which is interesting because Tallchick has posted a thread. <laughs> In the off-topic section, which is about uh, sobriety and how much people on the forums drink, and I just thought it was quite an interesting discussion. So uh, another one that I wanted to mention on the show, um, and what I thought was quite interesting from my point of view is is how well we're a relatively young community anyway. I knew that, so there's a lot of guys, particularly in the US, who are um, under the drinking age, um, including me. Yeah, well, exactly. You're a prime example, of course. Um, uh, (laughs) Unless people are uh, are forcing drink upon you, then uh, you don't drink at all, do you? Mm -hmm. Um, But I was surprised how many people who are of a drinking age in the countries that allow it and uh, who still don't. Um, And I'm just wondering if that's a generational thing, if people are just becoming less interested in uh, boozing. Uh, and alcohol in general. So uh, it's kind of a follow-on thread from the "Do you smoke weed?" thread, um, which uh, <laughs> again had had some interesting topics, uh, interesting discussions in it as well. Mm. Uh, check that one out as well. But there you go. I don't have much to say about this because I didn't really look at that much of this thread, and I don't have my own opinions. Sure, sure. To say well, about it. it. Yeah, no, it's fair, fair enough. I mean, as I say, I was just interested in um, the number of people that have either said, you know what, it just doesn't do anything for me, or actually makes me ill, or, you know. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, Ninsaro jumps in saying that he uh, drinks wine, which is interesting, because he's 14, 15, 15. <laughs> so, well, a very occasion. I, I mean... Yeah, actually, you know, I, yeah, when, when I was his age, my parents would let me have a glass of wine meals, so that's... With um, meals, not even just like on New Year's. Well, yeah. You know, oh, okay. Because it's like every night. Here's the drink, son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast is a meal. Uh, <laughs> that's how we did things in my house. Okay. That's the UK for you. <laughs> okay. 
British people are raised to be hard drinkers. Um, uh, another thread that um, uh, cropped up in uh, gaming culture um, by Chimera Tech, um, and again, a fairly sort of standard conversation that happens on a lot of uh, gaming sites, um, uh, and is particularly relevant for some of the guys that we hang around with on NoobTube, but is, um, how do you do it? And he's asking the question, how do the good people of NoobTube manage to finish and play through so many games? Um, and this is something that I'm, I, I think all the time, because I post the, every week I post the NoobTube's Week in Gaming, um, and people post up playing about playing dozens of games per week, and I will probably... I will probably sink a bit of time into one game and that's it. So it astounds me how much time some people or how many games some people manage to play and it just I it, there was some there's some some sort of people post up you know how it is they manage to 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 put so much time in and you know what they do and what they don't do as a result and it, I just thought it was really interesting because it's it's amazing how different everybody's experience of of playing games is and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I guess that's it really to be honest. Uh yeah, do we want to give our experiences? Well, I mean, yeah, for, for, just for me, just very quickly. Um, this type of thread always drags out. Crawling out of the woodwork always come all the the uh, self-confessed grown-ass gamers who uh, you know, mm-hmm. oh God, you know, I've got work and I've you know got got a wife and oh, it means I hardly ever get to, all that sort of stuff. Um. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it just means real life just starts to impinge on your gaming time, really. Uh, so, I don't, I don't play that many games. I'm, 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 I much more frequently end up sort of trying to pick up on everybody else's experience to find out what, what, what's going on in the real world, in the world of gaming. How about yourself? I think I buy too many games that I don't play. <laughs> but... So you- you're, you've got the gaming equivalent of having eyes bigger than your stomach, you know, kind of. Or time bigger, than, or my wallet bigger than my time, basically. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it just, and it, it depends how much you want to do on, like, hey, I know someone who religious, like, this was like, I think like their 50th or 60th time that they had played Ocarina of Time. And they said, I'm not using fairies. I'm not going to do, I can, and I'm only using three hearts. And then I'm going to beat this game. And they had played enough that they did it. And mm. they mm. just enjoy the game so much. That, and that's, that's one way of killing, I mean, to some extent, games, they're not, I mean, you can say, yes, games are a job. But, um, for people working on them, and then there's the pro stuff, which, yeah. But, uh, games are primarily used for enjoyment. And you have to see what, how you want to enjoy those games, how much enjoyment you want out of those games, and everything. I mean, he really got his money's worth with that game, but. Not every game might not... I mean, if you get a lot of games, and even if you play for a month, not all games will have the same interest, same lasting value. Mm, J- mm. Just like a movie, just like any form of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's... 
it's it, and it's the same as any other type of hobby as well, isn't it? You know, you have an interest, mm-hmm. and that means that you how much of that interest matters to you then dictates how important you know it is, and therefore what other things you are willing to cut out of your life to be able to do it. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I have a comic book reading interest. I'm a huge fan of movies, mm-hmm. but I don't like I'm I'm on the verge of canceling Netflix because I just even though I have a free trial, it's just like I'm probably never going to use this again because I don't have time for it. Yeah. So it, it's just ways and balances. Do I want to... Uh, and Also, he brings us up social aspects, too. Um, How often do you... Are you really... I mean, th- that's completely up to your life. Do you want to mm. spend every night go- going out, having parties and everything? Or do you just want to play a video game? Either way, I, I don't have a real big issue. I'm like, like to some extent, I think most of the people at the NewTube community are pretty social. They have other lives than just gaming. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, yeah, I think... But it just depends. Do we do other stuff other than gaming, like reading books, doing this, cult? You know, just like anything. Yeah, having a, a, additional interests. And I think I think that's one thing that that um, I do like about the the guys that that post on the forums is that it, you get the impression that they are you know healthy guys you know with other interests. Mm-hmm. And this this notion of um, gamers being these kind of lonely shut-ins who do nothing else is is kind of a bit outdated and a bit outmoded and not really representative of the wider gaming kind of audience and, and uh, population. Well, also I would like to say, and this uh, we're starting to verge off the topic, so I'll end <laughs> it here, but um, yeah, gaming isn't the be-all, end-all. I mean, gaming takes a huge amount of ideas from mm-hmm. literature from movies and it and if you want to just focus on gaming i would say that's fine but you know i mean i would consider i tried to make myself more more well versed mm-hmm. in my inter- knowing of entertainment and ideas but Gaming is a great way to spend some. T- I mean, and it also depends. Do I want to play Mass Effect or do I want to play multiplayer in Call of Duty? It, mm-hmm. It's all that's an and that's another prime example of. Do I want to play with someone? Maybe I know them. Maybe I don't. Or do I want to finish mm-hmm. the story? Do all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I, I, definitely, definitely, and um, and I th- th- this is something I said. Um, in a thread a while back about um, people having a being able to talk um, uh, authoritatively, and I was thinking about journalists, gaming journalists at the time, about being able to speak authoritatively about gaming. You you need other external influences. You need knowledge of you know of books, of literature, of, of film, of TV, of music before you can speak. Conf- you know before you can sort of speak critically about video games it's not enough just to know about video gaming culture you need to know about the rest of media and and the rest of you know the culture in which we you know the the games are built on the background of so uh, yeah i i i think you know 
as a person, it helps to be well-rounded and, and have other interests. But we're going on, we're going on, and we're going off topic a little bit here. However, I did want to say one thing. The, the, the story that you told a while back about your friend who sunk, who was on his 20th or whatever playthrough of Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. made me think of one of the threads that I was going to uh, mention here now, um, uh, which is there are two threads running in the gaming culture section at the moment. Uh, one posted by Sonny, who in typically uh, sort of... Um, uh, determined to uh, sort of take a, a, a backwards view of things, has asked, have there any critically acclaimed games that you hated? Um, and then somebody else came along and turned that thread interestingly on its head and said, were there any critically hated games that you love? And, and the- that was me. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's, I, I thought that was a really interesting uh, idea for a, for a thread. The, the, obviously, Sonny's initial thread was interesting. And then the idea of games that Either you suspect or you know are going to be crap or other people think are crap, but you actually really love. And the reason I thought of that was the, you mentioning that was um, Dr. Flibble sinking fi- over 500 hours uh, into Kingdom Under Fire Circle of Doom, which I've never played, but which looks like a dreadful game. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was worth mentioning. But there's some really – a couple of people have said some, some interesting stuff in there and um, – uh, yeah, well, well, both of those threads are well worth checking out um, uh, for for people playing games that perhaps you wouldn't have uh, suggested otherwise. Okay. So there you go. Um, and moving on to the next thread, <clears throat> and another gaming culture one. Um, excuse me. <coughs> That's got it. Um, but it's uh, a topic that is... Uh, pressing because it's a game that's just uh, not long before it's going to come out is will Marvel vs. Capcom 3 outsell Street Fighter 4 go <laughs> so uh, Muzz what are your thoughts on this thread I enjoy Marvel vs. Cap. I never really got into Street Fighter I owned a copy of Super Street Fighter 4 hardly ever played it but I'm a huge MVC2 fan and I just played single player on that, and it was so enjoyable for me. And that was on the Xbox and PS2, which, oddly enough, when I wanted to buy that game, it, it, it costs, it, it, now it costs like, I should prephrase this, before it came out on Xbox and PSN, uh, or Xbox 360 and PSN, it cost like 60 to $70. Uh, well, it was a whole- so popular, and they didn't make a lot of copies of it. Well, there's a whole other topic there about the impact of uh, downloadable versions of old games, the impact of that on uh, collectible mm-hmm. older games. But anyway, that's that's another topic. But I'm the other, I'm interested in that because I'm I'm the other way around. I I for me, 2D fighting games starts and finishes with Street Fighter. So I played an incredible amount of Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Super um, when they first came out, and a little bit of some of the Alpha games. And then after that, I moved on to 3D fighters like Tekken and and uh, Soul Calibur. So I never really played. I never played um, MVC. Uh, well, I think MVC is for a younger generation, honestly. Mm-hmm. Even though it started out like in 1994, like two years before Street Fighter, with X Men versus Street Fighter and X Men, and then Marvel superheroes, and then Marvel for superheroes versus Street Fighter and finally MVC in like 1998. Uh, it's it it's been a while since we've had an MVC two. Same thing with like 
or a, a, a real MVC. Same thing with Street Fighter. So I, I, I probably won't outsell it, but the fact that there's still pre-orders everywhere of, or still collector's editions of Street Fighter, um, mm. having, having those collector editions around and right now when you try to pre-order it on uh amazon or gamestop you can't pre-order the special edition of mvc3 just because it was sold out <laughs> but then is, is that a slightly nintendo thing where they're just trying to um, well, are they limiting supply just to well, give the impression of it being a, a big seller and i don't know month, because yeah. i mean you can get a different outlet it's just you can't get there Mm-hmm. So I think their their initial supplies are just out. Crazy. So I don't I don't I I can't tell you that that's an indicate. I mean that's a a pure indicator. Maybe they don't have as many because they didn't think it was going to be that special. But mm. it definitely makes you think that there might be some difference. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Other than that, it um I enjoy. MVC three more or go on, I enjoy MVC series more, but yeah, sure. I well I I've I've pinned my colours to the uh, Super Street Fighter four mast, mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. I've yet to actually put that in my Xbox. But I do own that game, <laughs> and we'll play it at some point in the future. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like you say there may well be a generational thing where you know if you were getting into fighting games at a particular age, you know you would you would get into Marvel versus Capcom, whereas I was kind of, you know, a little bit earlier and picked up on Street uh, Street Fighter. Uh, mm. Anyway, so moving on to the next couple of threads, um, and just just two things I want to mention very quickly. Um, Brendog28, uh, our Aussie uh, friend, is he says he's looking. Can anyone recommend some 40s, 50s, and 60s music in the media discussion uh, uh, section? Um, and now that's a pretty broad period of time that's 30 years um and he initially says that he's looking for big band stuff but um if anybody has any interesting suggestions for brendog to listen to you can help in his musical education uh so go in there and make some suggestions and that's it i didn't there's nothing else i want to say about that okay cool and then the final one is is not really a specific thread it's more just a a shout out to the a particular section but do people still go into the introductions uh, part of the site. I think a very f- few people who actually have basically assigned themselves as the welcomers. Well, not they don't welcoming need, committee, <laughs> and they just assign themselves out of necessity. It's not like a job that they perform mm-hmm. just because they know no one else is going to do it. They actually like Bong Tokage sixty four. He does it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Some other people do. I'm sorry that my mind just went blank other than that. But, uh, you know, it is, it isn't a, I mean, unless you know the person, it, a lot of people don't comment. And mm. it is a little disappointing, but I guess when we first in, unveiled the introduction section, it was just a way to say, hey, can we get rid of all these posts that are all over the forum to say, hey, my, here's my gamer tag, da 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 And maybe mm. we didn't totally think of more to do with it? I, I don't know what to say about that. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I just wanted to sort of, as much as anything, ask the question, really, to be honest. I, 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 it's not somewhere that I frequently go into. Um, so I guess it's a point of debate, maybe something people can, can put their thoughts up on the thread that this, uh, this show is going to be posted in. But should, could we do more with it? Should we have a welcoming committee? Um, as part, you know, should the, uh, the, the mods and the coordinators have a responsibility to go in there and make people feel welcome. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's a question. So that's that's that, and um, that's all the notable threads. So I guess it's time to move on to the next section, which is the UGC and reviews threads. And I guess must you, it's, it's over to you, really, to to run through sure. what you picked up in those those parts. Um, not a huge week for UGC, but. It's still something. We had a Mass Effect 2 review, which, for the PS3, which, Mass Effect 2, I, I'm, oddly enough, working on getting everything in Mass Effect 1 so I can, say, close that game off and move on to Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, it was a good, a good review, and from King of Rapture, who has another ton of reviews, but did a good one. And took some criticism and worked on it and made it better. And that's mu- as much as I can say about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to sit down and read all the way through this one. But uh, it looks like a very nicely structured review. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with plenty of nice you know, pictures to break it up and a couple of videos and stuff like that. So, uh, and he, he goes into some things that most reviewers would shy away from, too. Oh, right. So, if you looked at the reviews, such as the, uh, I don't want to give away story elements, but he, he goes into some story elements without being, without giving spoilers in the same boat. So, yeah. Cool. Um, moving on, Locke mm-hmm. did a little Big Planet 2 review, and I thought it was going to be a negative review. It turned out to be positive, which surprised me a little. But uh, I enjoyed this review, and I enjoy more reviews like this one and HP one, what we covered, I think was Mm. episode two. um, Yes. uh, Because they're much more personal, and they don't sound like some – and then I can actually get into the review. It doesn't sound like – it almost sounds – and I think if we really tried to promote these kinds of reviews, maybe a, a little better, maybe yeah. we'd get more people posting reviews because it, it, it's almost easier instead of writing like a stodgy person writing this paper and doing all this. Yeah, can I can I can I say actually it, it's it's the difference between someone writing it like a book report for school and someone writing about their impressions of a game, isn't it? Well, it, when you get a sense of the, the individual coming through. Also, uh, not necessary, uh, and, um, like, even a professional reviewer can write impressions and explain it. It's just, these reviews f- feel professional in that way, that they feel like you're actually getting a person's opinion instead of ch- the checkmark list. Good graphics, good gameplay. Stuff like that. It feels much more fluid and like the person knows what they're doing and not just like maybe like me just inserting a, everything into the, the – all the places they can and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And, um, and the, the fact is we, you know, you do still see reviews that are like that, don't you? So, um, so these, the, 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 the HP one for Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and this lock one from, uh, um, it made me interested in Little Big Planet 2 and that's what a review is supposed to do basically. So, yeah. Well, it's supposed to, yeah, tell you either play this game or steer clear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So if it's, it served that function at least, and it was an interesting read, then you can't, you can't ask for more, can you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly Can you pronounce this guy's last name? Brian O'Hallorahan? Okay, um, interview O'Hallorahan. from the BGBB. If you don't know who this person is, he's Dante from Kirk, Clerks. One, two, and the, I'm pretty sure he did the voice work for the animated series, which I know him best from. And, uh, Chip said, you really need to see Clerk, so I'm gonna try to see Clerk sometime. Basically, oh, you must, must the film. What, Clerk's one? Yeah. I've never seen Clerk's. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, you got, you gotta see that. Okay. It's very, very good. Um, and it's just, I like interviews. I've done a couple with, uh, Tommy Tallarico, the people who did Super Meat Boy, Team Meat, and we just did an interview last week with Leon Thomas of Hardy Gaming, and, uh, I enjoyed this interview. It was, and it showed some humility on the Bugaboo's part, because, the problem was, is the bugaboo didn't actually press the record button the first time he did the interview. So, it shows some humility on that. And if you want to go to a site, Why Games Matter, he has a very, he has a story on it and everything, along with a link to the actual, uh, video interview. And yeah, it's nice. And I hope more people comment on his thread. Because not a lot of people commented, and yeah, yeah, worth checking out. Um, last one, and you just see in reviews, top five PSP games. Now this has been out on YouTube for a while by luck, um, but uh, this is just him, and it 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 makes me want to do because I've always wanted to do like a top ten or a top five or something, but I mean. And the aspect I want to do them, I always make them super detailed, and then I always, and then I always end up with like three, and then I can't, you know, get all uh, the way. Or a, a two-hour video. <laughs> well, not even that, but um, like I always have like three really good ones in my mind, and then I can't think of two more for a top five or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll I'll prob I might do a top five or a top ten on something. It might be a movies, maybe something. But um, yeah, I I thought this was good and it was well made. Mm. And features a guest appearance by Akuma as well. Is that is is that the official dog's name? I, I do you know actually I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's I'm I'm sure I've seen ref uh Locke make reference to Akuma. Akuma. Okay, because I know Maxim has a name for him, but you know what Maxim's name for Laxog is? No? Farts? Oh, right. Yes, no, I didn't know that. You're right. 
And that was his uh, contribution to the... Because that is a pretty good dog's name, because they do fart. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Um, but um, that's all for UGC reviews. We're just going to go through events and then say our adieus, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So um, just two events that are coming up. Uh, or Well, they're not really coming up because they're not... You know, uh, um, single events that are happening on a on a, a set time. It's two different uh, score attack challenges. One posted by Rich the Chef uh, for the Bulletstorm demo, um, and of course, being a demo, it's uh, free for download um, uh, on Xbox. Anybody who's got Xbox Live Gold account, uh, and I don't know if it's on PSN or not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's a score attack challenge for the Bulletstorm demo um uh so uh, yep have a look check that out in the event section and similarly there's a score attack challenge posted by um xx barrett xx or barrett as i like to call him um for shatter which is a sort of a, a um i'm trying to think of the game type shatter is like a knockout clone or something like that that type of thing i think um so, uh, yeah, and again, it's just a, a score challenge on that. So, check that out if you like blocks <laughs> and balls. There we go. So, that's that. So, those are those two sections. And I think that's everything that we've got covered in events. Yeah, and I think that's everything we got covered in the show. Um, I can't say for certain we're going to have a guest next week, but I'm pretty sure we'll have a guest next week i yeah i have a it's it's a depending on their schedule or if we find a different guest because they might be busy that week um we'll see um yeah and um we'll we'll let the we'll send some messages out either on on our twitter feeds which is um i'm at call me little g and Muzz is at Mixed Up Zombies. We'll uh, either let you guys know on there, or we'll put something on the site saying who it is that we're going to be interviewing, so that people can post in questions if there's anything specific. I might, I might post a topic ahead of time, just and then just use that topic later. What yeah. do you think about that? Like, that's a good way to do it as well. Okay, um, we might do that. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's it. That's us for the show. So. Um, Thanks ever so much for listening. Thanks, Muzz, for sorting out the uh, technical side of things uh, once again. Um, and, yeah, this show will be posted up in the UGC section of the NewTube forum. Uh, so um, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you already are pretty conversant with what goes on there. And uh, hopefully we've just been able to highlight a couple of things that you might want to be uh, checking out. Next show hopefully will be recorded and coming up uh, in a week's time. Uh, if you have any questions for us, anything you'd like us to highlight, whether you're setting up an event or you have a thread that you want to increase the, the uh, traffic at or want to encourage people to come and have a look at some of your UGC or reviews, um, feel free to drop either me or Muzz a PM on the site. If you'd like to be featured on the show yourself and interviewed so that the new two community can hear more about you, again, just drop us a line. And uh, with that, I think all that remains is for us to say goodbye. So uh, this is me, Little G, saying cheerio. And Muzz? And this is Muzz saying cheerios. 
are, are <laughs> yummy. And uh, I think that's the end of the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> Je bois, a bu ma bière dans un grand